That's how you sounded last time, bro. Yeah. Lord Demetrius. Welcome back to Making Sense of the Boys. This is your host, Dimitri. This is Pablo. This is Omer. Paul speaking. Oh. I'm well. Sammy, want to say hi? So, um, Pablo, can you explain why we are... Yeah, you might have noticed we're missing a couple a couple boys. That's Honestly, there's no explanation to it except that they're acting up and they're being lazy and they have zero commitment to this podcast. <laughs> Not to, like, throw shade, but, like... <laughs> um, yeah, we, we might get an entrance soon, but we'll see. So, mm-hmm. today we wanted to talk about quarantine and the media. So, we made an episode on this a while back, but it was while we weren't in quarantine and, and when the situation wasn't as evolved as it is now. And so, we want to remaster it with new perspectives to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, before we get started, can I say that like some countries are slowly like easing back measures and they're slowly starting to reopen the economy and stuff like that, which is very good and give some hope. Yeah. The light at the end of the tunnel. So um, why this topic? Um, we thought of this topic because we, um, obviously it's pretty hard not to follow the news and stuff. Even when you open Snapchat, mm-hmm. you, you have these news sources um, telling you what's going on. And we really were questioning the reliability of some of these sources. And um, we just wanted to have a discussion on it. So mainly we wanted to talk about how people are getting news, how important um, news is in times like these, and how should the news portray the situation to um, have the best effect. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Without further ado, how about we get started on the first question, how people are getting news. Um, this I want to talk about how they themselves are getting I think more now than ever, everyone's like glued into their devices, like reading whatever they can, to like stay informed in the situation, which can be good. I mean, that's good how people are getting informed, but there's so much room for like fake news and stuff like that. It's quite bad. Like Daily Mail, for example. Yeah. Um, so we um, off off the air. We were talking about how Daily Mail in the Snapchat it um, often it reports on stories that we find very sensationalistic. Like they're just trying to. Uh, like, like, what does that word mean, Demi? <laughs> <laughs> like um, like they're just trying to get a reaction and um, more clicks and stuff that isn't necessarily accurately reporting the um the situation yeah but at the same time i feel like these news sources they're really hard to avoid because once you click on snapchat you see at least three different news news sites like the daily mail and some other ones that are sponsored in snapchat and you just click through them you can't really avoid seeing fake news yeah man i have to say that like daily mail enrages me dude like it's it's so bad and so tacky and they put the dumbest stuff but isn't, there that, 
there were like new virus in China or something killed um like the, the, yeah, the, the bus, rat like, virus the, right the, the rat virus yeah yeah yeah, yeah. New, but it, it's been around for years now and it's just been gone one person got it from a rat it's not even can't even transmit through humans but uh-huh. then they make it seem like it's the next big thing to get people to click on their on their yeah side. exactly and they're like all harass celebrities bro yeah I mean not all news sources go to that extent but they all try to get people to read their news by uh, having like outlandish stories, you know, that's the yeah, only way they're like daily mail is something else, you know, like it's even <laughs> yeah, worse. Yeah. I mean, I guess they try to find the most like, or not find the most, but make the most interesting headlines so that people will have to read them. Or, like, yeah. Kind of. Make I mean, people like read them. Though I only see daily mail and Snapchat. Like I'm sure it's everywhere else. But, like Snapchat's for like teenagers that like might not be the brightest or stuff like that. It could be gullible Whoa. and then easily like <laughs> click on something. <laughs> so I mean, like they're, they're tapping into a good market. Yeah, and um, obviously you have to think about if it's young people, like they're um, and over a long, like over the long term, how they're going to be affected by all this like sensationalistic news or even fake news. Um, if that's going seriously affect the future in terms of politics and stuff like what people believe and etc yeah that's definitely a danger i agree yeah like if you misinterpret some of the news sources they might change your political view or opinions Mm -hmm. on certain people yeah politically it's a a huge deal this fake news thing like trump already made a big deal out of it like in terms of political campaigns and stuff like that it's quite dangerous and you have to be aware that not everything you're reading is right and correct so you have to be critical of it so do you guys think it's better i mean that's why you should just go to the most like repeatable yeah i agree so do you guys think it's better to have um viewers that are able to um sift through fake news and real news and then form their opinion or is it in the responsibility of the news to um have that standard that's a good question that's a good question yeah i think if the news like if the headline is just false like if it says new virus and it's an old virus for example that's their fault you know like exaggerating it isn't as bad as just putting something that's not real in the title in the headline mm-hmm. to get people to view it so. yeah i agree like trying to influence you i mean i guess it's not like really good but that's a reality that's the way it is but like with fake news it should be in the responsibility of the media to not do anything about it yeah like to not have it but that's i mean that's low-key i'm not trying to hate but that's low-key like a issue with like freedom of speech if you know what i mean because you can just yeah. put anything on there yeah that's yeah true. i know wait uh, are you saying that like fake news is a form of freedom of speech or not what do you mean? Is he frozen? <laughs> Thanks for input, Sam. Thank you very much, Samuel. Um, in the chat. No, uh, I, uh, I, I get what Sam's saying, but still, you, you should expect, um, for example, in econ, we learn like resources flow to the like most efficient firm, and when that doesn't happen is when there's like misinformation right oh yeah 
So what you want is you want to have that standard to not have misinformation so that um, so that it can run smoothly, you know? Yeah, I agree. There should be some transparency, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's really important. But it's also like they're in a position of power. Like, they're sort of, so it's when they say it, more people listen than if, like, let's say Pablo started his own campaign to say, you know, the coronavirus isn't real. Like, no one's going to care. Yeah. No one's going to listen to him. No See, bro, you know, funny story. This might not be like, 100% correct, so don't don't label me as fake news, but like apparently the Catalan government when this whole coronavirus like started They said that the virus they had was not the real coronavirus. It was like their own little mishap and that it wasn't the coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> They got nice fun. Yeah. yeah. Alright, hey Sam. Sam's back. But, uh, Did he join? Yeah. Oh, there you go. So Sorry, what happened? What happened, buddy? <laughs> my uh, <laughs> no, my Wi-Fi has been weird the past couple of days. Mm. Yeah, unlucky. Yeah, bro, my Apple TV is being acting up. I don't think anyone cares, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Nobody cares. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. It's an interesting. Yeah, it is. It's like if you Thank don't you. have that um, if you don't have that ability to connect. And stuff like to, to read all this news and stuff you're just kind of in the dark so um for me i think um it wouldn't make that much of a difference because uh okay what's that because i really like I, i've just been staying in my house and not doing much else but um to other people definitely like employees and um say like um hourly wage workers like being in the loop matters so much to them yeah i agree yeah that's true like but, nba players are complaining that they don't they know nothing about like the situation and if the, the league's going to be cancelled or not and they're always complaining about that yeah i i really feel bad for them and they're like huge mansions and stuff yeah I know. <laughs> bro carl anthony town's mom died because of it yeah i know man that's so sad I heard something that, um, like, the, you can't even have funerals anymore in, in England. Yeah, there's there's too many people in one place, so like, they don't yeah. want. Or no, you can have. It's like families can go, like, like direct, like, uh, like your it mom. Was, and it was ten, they said ten people. Like, it was ten people. I don't know what it is now. I think. It, I think. Yeah, be, the whole burial thing is tricky in Spain. Something's going on about it. Like, I don't know much about it, but it's definitely a mess. Yeah. yeah. But it what, do you, what do you guys think the government should do about burials? Like, what should be their response? I mean, it's kind of unethical not to attend somebody you love's funeral. Like, mm -hmm. not unethical, but it's disrespectful. If you're yeah. not allowed to go, then it's not you. It's not disrespectful. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's for the like, benefit of society. Like, like yeah, you want the least amount of people to die. You know. Yeah, I understand that, but at the same time, like somebody you love passed away, and you can't even go to their funeral and pay. pay yeah, you can't even get closure. You're right. If you, Bro, you can do what we're doing, just Zoom call the funeral and get all the relatives online. Bear, shut up. Can't do that. <laughs> That's so insensitive. <laughs> if, if you think about it, if if that person died from coronavirus, then um, like the the chances that 
anyone who attends a funeral gets it or, or so much higher. And you also have yeah. people yeah. that aren't a part of the family or friends mm -hmm. that go to funerals to like help with things. Um, and, and it's just like, it, it's, uh, I think for like, what I think the government should do is like, it's an unfortunate truth, but like, you just can't have that kind of funeral anymore. I agree. Yeah. yeah you got to look at the greater good, you know, because think about it. If like a family member dies of coronavirus, odds are someone else has it in that family. And if they're in the funeral, then a lot of people can get it. So yeah. you just got to, I mean, it sounds bad, but you got to deal with it. Yeah. Um, so should we move on? move on to the next question? I wanted to uh, run this point by you guys. So um, do you guys think it's easier to be misinformed in the state that we are now? Than what? Mm. Than normally. So I'm I talking think, about yeah. how um, mm. since you're not talking with as many people about the news and all that sort of thing, it's like, if you see something, you have the, um, like you're more inclined to believe it if you aren't discussing it with other people who are like, no, I don't think that's true. I think the way I see it, it's not like, it's not e necessarily easier to be misinformed, but you're, you're locked at home with not much to do. And then you look at the news and whatever you see, you want to believe it, you know, you want to hope things are going well. So in that sense, I think it's much easier to be misinformed because if you read something that you want to be true, even if it's false, you, you'll probably believe it. Confirmation bias. Nah, good. <laughs> I'm TOK in there, hey? Um, so, also, I, I just wanted to mention real quick, um, the fact that this is going on, like, during the um, American election and stuff, like, it's probably yeah. still happening. Um, I, I think that's really impactful. Of how so unfortunate. Yeah. I think South Korea was holding elections today. I might be wrong, but really? let me check um, it up. Yeah, they, they dealt with the situation pretty well for money. Yeah, true. Wait, can this also show which, uh, like, um, which people which are running for office? Like, it, it, it shows who has the initiative or who responds better to the virus. Yeah, like true. if they're going up for uh, like for elections, it can show the people, okay, this guy's got a good initiative. He knows what he's talking about. Maybe um, like dealing with this coronavirus thing, if they show resolutions like through media, like show so soft power, like maybe it can influence their votes. Yeah, um, I, I, I totally agree with that because um, especially for, for leaders right now, like um, I'm going to use Greece, for example the uh, greek prime minister he got um elected last year and the way he's been dealing with the situation like greece has kept its number of cases pretty low and deaths and stuff so everyone's really happy with him and that's definitely boosting his favorability isn't that your uncle dimitri <laughs> wait <laughs> actually okay no way. a bit of bias over here yeah. <laughs> a little that's bias. cool dude <laughs> But um, wait, that's not the guy we stayed with, is it? No. Oh, okay. Then you could say kind of the opposite for uh, for Trump, because of um, yeah, he he hasn't been doing with it very well. Like he, he's, he's been urging sports teams he's to um, 
to come back, come back and start playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, uh, oh yeah, yeah I, I think... heard something that he um, shut down the like I think it was like three years ago or something. He shut down the national yeah. pandemic office or something in the U.S. Mm-hmm. How can you That's be that? <laughs> and also, um, I'm reading right now from The Economist, a very good source, that in 2019, the, the Trump administration decided to no longer embed an epidemiologist from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention with China CDC. So, uh, like, The Economist released an article of, like, a bunch of mistakes that the Trump administration did prior to the pandemic that made it much worse. So, um, uh, that makes me think of this point that... Um... That wasn't necessarily in our plan, but I, I think it's so, so a good point to make mm-hmm. how the news now, the re- the reputable news, really keeps leaders in check as well. Like, um, yeah. for example, in China, like, I, I don't know anything about what's going on in China right now. Yeah. There's no, like, news. It's impossible to say. So, um, mm-hmm. so China's government isn't really checked in that way yeah it's not the most transparent mm-hmm. to say the least um okay so we've already kind of touched on it but um let's let's move on to how important is the news in times like these mm. <laughs> like the news itself if you switch on your tv and you go on bbc all day, every day, it's going to be Corona, Corona. Like it's nothing yeah, that's else. That's quite annoying. So yeah, that's quite annoying. And you don't know about anything else going on in the world. So I think yeah. that's not as important as articles being released by reputable sources about how the virus is sort of developing in, in nations and how like sort of new new things they found out instead of the actual like news broadcasters themselves. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. What, what do you guys like, think the news is looking like in China? Like, if you turn on a, a news broadcast in China, what do they talk wait, about? There's no it's all there's, okay. is there freedom there's of there press in China. No, there's no. no? Yeah, can I be very good. Go then. back to the last point we we're talking about before this China thing. Um, yeah. No, I just think the fact that the news is showing in, uh, like the coronavirus all day is kind of bad for people who like. I think elderly people who just sit at home and watch TV, you know, yeah. they're going to get For so sure. It scares people. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like even, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are like my parent, like my mom and then like my, my grandparents and stuff are so scared of it, you know? Yeah. Like, dude, my mom's scared. The news, like I think people should, yeah, exactly. But I think people should just stop, not stop, but don't watch the news as much. Just get the information you need for that day or whatever. And then don't agree. Uh, it just seems like excessive, if you know what I mean. I agree. I mean, just know how to stay safe, and like you'll be fine. Like but you don't need to. Goes back to the point of um, how some workers they need to know what's going on to know to plan their choices. Like, um, mm-hmm. like eat, for, for some people, they need to like ration out how much food they're gonna eat because they don't have that source of income. Sure. And, and the government's supposed to be giving. The money to them though. I mean, obviously yeah, it's, it's not working very well though. Wait, what is it called? It's, it's called benefits. Uh, well, there's unemployment benefits and then like wage subsidies, where the government like pays your wage basically. I think. Yeah, in the U.S. it's not going very well. I don't know about other countries. 
Um, there's also a bunch of debate on if pumping all that money into the economy is actually going to do something. Um, like I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a free economics episode if you guys are interested. But um, is that a podcast or what? Yeah, it's called Free Economics Radio. Mm, I'll have to check it out. Mm-hmm. Free Economics, uh, please feel free to hit us up. Do a collab. <laughs> please hit us up with a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so then, I, I think what you guys were talking about is how um, how it's different to stay connected day to day and in the long term. Because day to day, you're just going to see like, oh, more coronavirus death, more blah, 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 coronavirus. But long term, when you um, take a step back and you see the bigger picture, that's when you see what's really going on instead of um, just the small things. What do you mean exactly by that? So, um, by which part? Do you mean? I don't know. I wasn't really All of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for the free economics radio on Spotify. <laughs> like, um, like what, what Amir was saying, how it's um, how you have this news that you just you, you turn on the TV and you see uh, coronavirus, coronavirus, and if you're just looking at that every day, it's just um, it like like it doesn't really help you. Um, but if you take a step back and you see how the news is shaped, like it is changing, then that can give you a better idea of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, it's important to stay informed, but you shouldn't panic. You know? Oh, and <laughs> we should address the DJ Gazdells on the screen. <laughs> that's I, a false computer like account. Bad. I'm not saying it's either or not, but it's a black box sort of thing. Who made the DJ Castell's name, dude? Oh, Dimitri. No, oh. Dimitri did right. Uh, I made it. Um, uh, no, but also yeah, but in the news, you go. Oh no, you go. Please go ahead. No, no, you can go. You can go. I know. I was just gonna say, like, how much That's information is too much information to start panicking or to start being like to start becoming paranoid about the situation. Well, when you have news sources like Daily Mail, uh, who I've seen um, in the recent weeks have started reporting like, like, like with, with that has like these emojis that are like, um, oh, <laughs> uh, like the coronavirus classics. kills fit blogger and stuff. Like, oh my God. I don't know. Oh, it, man, I hate Daily Mail, dude. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, like, I think that's over. That's too much. But when you're reporting on singular cases of people yeah. because um, to get that reaction. Yeah. So do you think the news should, like, portray the whole situation more optimistically or pessimistically? Like, what do you think is good for for the population, for society? But right now, the news is just like, yeah, more deaths here, more cases here. This country needs mm-hmm. ventilators. Like, it's obviously that's going to happen. And it's not like, it's obviously news to us because we don't know it before. But we sort of knew, all right, cases are going to grow. Deaths are going to get higher. More countries are going to need ventilators. Like, big deal. Telling us about that doesn't help us understand the virus better. And I think news sources themselves they devote such little of the daily time to actual development of the virus and more to what's going on around the world. 
which to us as viewers doesn't educate us as much. It's Dimitri. Well, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I, I think you're right. But there's also the, um, sorry. Spit it out, spit it out. Throw the beans, Dimitri. <laughs> like, not, uh, like, to be honest, I doubt there's that much information about what's really going on, for example, with the development of a vaccine. Like, uh, except for the governments who kind of want to keep their information to America, me. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, I think Dimitri has a good point here, so how about you guys help? Oh, All right. Yeah, go on. How nobody really knows what's going on, so... They're just reporting whatever they can get their hands on, basically. Yeah, yeah I, I, I guess they want viewers. I mean, that's the way it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what it comes down to, to be honest. And they yeah. in the news. Well, actually, I don't think all news sources, but well, I think the reputable news sources already have enough viewers, regardless. So they don't need to post anything that gets them more viewers. You know what I mean? But is that what you mean? Yeah. Things like CNN and, you know, BBC and other really big news sources, they're always competing for viewership off the news. Do you think that obviously because now more people watch the news because of the virus, how do you think that those news sources gathered those new viewers over the other? Like, how does BBC get more viewers than CNN, for example? Is there something oh, that you think? I that think it's where you like, live. That's yeah. an oligopoly market and non-price competition. Exactly. So, like, <laughs> what do you think that? In uh, terms that's of, a good question. I don't know. I think it depends where you live. Yeah. And also how accessible the news source is to you. Yeah, like, um, and I know re reputation is a huge thing because, mm -hmm. um, like, CNN is obviously more, like, left-leaning and some of the stories they've come out with, with in the past. Um, like, I saw this headline the, um, a while back, like, Donald Trump gets two scoops of ice cream when everyone else gets one. <laughs> <laughs> well, on CNN. Yeah. Um, That's so stupid. <laughs> and let uh, man eat. <laughs> sources like the BBC, which, correct me if I'm wrong, are um, government funded as well. Are they? I didn't know that. Uh, I don't know. I think. That's very interesting. This is the Guardian. Oh, it might be. I don't see why not. No, no, BBC. Oh, okay. And Yo, um, what does BBC stand for? British Broadcasting Come. I. <laughs> channel, I think. <laughs> All right. Oh. Just checking. I, I also wanted to bring up the point that. Um, okay, so I, I don't like when I go on um, when I'm researching. And I tr I'm trying to find this article, and it's like, uh, <laughs> oh no! Let's <laughs> go. Closure. Let's continue, guys. Wait, Omer, did you redo your room? Sorry, I had. I redo it. Yeah. Is your desk like? All right, focus, boys. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so a lot of 
reputable, more reputable news sources have been starting to um, sort of force viewers to um, to pay for subscriptions, right? And that mm -hmm. free news is slowly becoming more and more um, lower and lower quality. So, um, and that's an issue because I know a ton of young people don't want to pay for news and stuff. So I they, definitely don't want to pay for news. Uh, especially, Yo, why, why, why would uh, you be? Why would you pay to to read about what's going on in your in your country or in other countries? Like that. I mean, <laughs> general knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you can access the same information or similar information for free in other yeah. sources. The, the point he's making is that when these kids go get information for free, they come across stuff like Daily Mail and get fake news. You know. Okay, fair oh, I see. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand getting it for free and like uh, doing everything you can to not pay for it, but you should be critical of like crappy sources like Daily Mail yeah. and realize yeah, but, that. Let's say there's people like college students or whatever who don't have the, the money to be able to buy news sources or whatever, you know, and then they get their news from Daily Mail. Like, uh, but we're really cooking they, Daily Mail. Being, yeah, yeah they just turned into a Daily Mail roast <laughs> <laughs> Um, and sorry, Sam, can you finish the point you were making? Yeah, no, I was just saying that the news sources are being really selfish by doing that. Like, I don't think they need right. more money, do they? Like, why would they, why do they need to charge people they now? They get money. I mean, the thing is, I know, I yeah. mean, I guess they get more, but. Uh, yeah, so. but they know right now more people want news, you know, more people look at the news and that's, there's capitalizing. Off that. But yeah. because it's like the free news sources, um, most of them, how do they make their money with. Um, From ads, right? with ads and the way you get more ads or higher value ads is you um you get a lot of viewers and then you how do you get a lot of clicks you um post sensational stuff so mm -hmm. that that's kind of the issue in my opinion how that's Fair enough. i see i see what you mean i mean at the end of the day everyone's chasing the bread you know and you just gotta realize that the, that it's a reality yeah um so have you guys seen some sources that are trying to um sort of calm everyone down and portray the situation not as it really is but in the good way instead of the bad way you guys know like that Trevor I know. sam you know Trevor oh, dude, i love this guy he's so good yeah, so he has like his show normally every week and so now he's doing yeah. it from home and he's sort of covering mm -hmm. news in a funny way and calms everyone down and also stuff that's like taken out of context, especially focuses a lot on Trump. He like sort of, I guess he just calms people down. It's like what you're saying, but in a yeah, funny yeah. way. Uh, but yeah. I don't, I mean, this is kind of, this is kind of relevant, but I don't like how he just hates on Trump. Like he used to be more. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. He, he oh, focuses too much on him. I agree. But I think right now it's like finding comedic content and there's only so much you can do with everything being about the virus before you like start insulting, like, the way countries are dealing with it too much. So, I mean, Trump's like an easy way for him to get content, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Trump has kind of always been an easy way to get content. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's quite scream. fun to talk about him. Like, quite easy to talk about him. Yeah. Anyway, should we shift to a more personal note? Like, 
how do you guys deal with the loneliness of like being stuck in quarantine? Um, I miss you, Pablo. <laughs> I miss you too, man. Uh, well, I don't know. So, can uh, can Omer please elaborate on these um, late night gaming sessions he has with his? With <laughs> it's actually boys. it's getting bad because I with the boys, yeah, half of you guys. Yeah, but boy. no, I like to wake up or I feel like when I stay up late, like playing games with the guys or like watching a show or something, and then I wake up late, I feel so much less productive. So for me, yeah. like I'm trying to reset my like sleep schedule right now. But even like in the morning, like I go for a run every morning, and it just like makes oh. me more productive throughout the day if I like wake up, go for a run, and then. Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah, I try yeah. to wake up at a reasonable hour, even if I haven't gotten much sleep, just to get in the rhythm and be productive. I bet all these um motivation videos on YouTube have gotten a bunch of views nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like workout videos apparently have I've been getting a ton of views. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not so surprised. Focused. Yeah. People can't leave it's their house. It's not easy to stay fit. Yeah. I mean, when you, um, some people, like, uh, Paul, I'm pretty sure you have, like, kind of like a gym, or you have a bunch of weights. I have at weights home. at home, yeah. Um, but I've also been doing a lot of cardio lately to, like, stay fit. Yeah, uh, we have it pretty more good. More motivated to do sport. Like, in Spain, you can't leave your house. Like, you can't go out for a run. So if you think about it, yeah, the fact that we can go outside and like play some basketball by ourselves or go for a run is quite good. Quite lucky. Yeah. Imagine the people with dogs in um in Spain. Oh no, if you have a dog you can go out. Oh. That's fine. No, but the thing you guys have to think about this. We're really privileged that in Switzerland we could leave our homes because in mm -hmm. Spain my cousin like she has to walk around her house to get some activity or to do yeah. some cardio. She can't actually go outside or get some fresh air. Yeah, it's quite. I saw this video of um some guy who ran like, I think he ran a marathon on his balcony, like just running back and forth and back and forth. Damn. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw this guy on the BBC. I think that like climbed the height of the Everest on his terrace, just going up and down for days. Yeah, like eight thousand meters. It's quite impressive. I mean, t that that's like really cool. But um, Did you camp outside though. Huh? I'm not sure. Probably not. <laughs> but um, to have that kind of dedication, like I, I, I know um, I would never be able to do that. And yeah. a bunch of other people wouldn't too. Because it's just like, no, I'd rather watch Netflix or something. Mm. I see what you mean. Yeah, it's, it's much easier to just lay down and do nothing. Yeah. There's one girl I know, like, actually ran a marathon the other day. Really? So... Where do you guys find the motivation or encouragement to actually like do some sport? I think I just got to tell myself that like, I got to do it. Yeah. You got to have the willpower. It's, it's not easy. But. It has to come from within, in my opinion. I agree. It, um, if you wait on someone, well, if usually, for example, you're part of a basketball team and you, you go because you go to trainings because your parents tell you to go or something. And now you don't have those trainings. Like, you're just not going to be fit and nobody's nobody's telling you to go work out so you just don't yeah i agree um, should we wrap this up or how are you guys feeling about it i think what time did we start i'm not sure like 12 30 something yeah but that's um, so last question like um 
emotionally or mentally, how do you guys feel about the situation? Like, do you feel like on a day-to-day basis, do you find it hard to wake up and keep a positive mindset or? Can I just say, um, kind of relating to that point, when I see like some celebrities, like on their Instagram lives, like crying or something about how this is so bad. Party B. I just, oh, yeah. <laughs> so much. But um, yeah, I, know. I get yeah, that. You're so selfish and spoiled too, because Cardi B was crying on her live, being like, I want sushi right now. And like, I want to go to a restaurant. Like, Especially like that, in like your own big house, or most of them might yeah. have, I don't know, like that's ridiculous compared to some people that are living in like one room together with their family and like really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, I understand it's tough and like, it's not easy, but come on, like, you got to be aware that you have it really good compared yeah. to others. And yeah. it's like, um, for, for me personally, wait, were you going to say something, Sam? Yeah, I was going to say something. All right, go for it, go for it. Don't listen to me, dude. Go, go, no, go. I was going to say is that, uh, to respond to Paul's question, I was just going to say that, like, I just have a routine that I do every day. And if I stick to that, then that's kind of my motivation to do stuff. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, for me personally, it's getting harder because I don't know. Like we've been we've been home for so long, and at the beginning of it, it's like, yeah, I, I'll go for runs easily. I'll work out and I'll I'll do some homework. But now it's getting harder to like find the motivation to do stuff. So I'm just hoping that we can go back to school soon. I, I never know. thought I'd say that. I, I don't know about you, <laughs> living on the river, well, and having this kind of heat. Like uh, for, for me, just heat, heat just demotivates me to do work because I'm uncomfortable. Like I'm sweating a little bit or something. And um, like I have a lot of bugs. So if I open a window, yeah, I you. they're going to come in. Wasn't it just like you did geography? It was winter. So the water is going to make it colder near the river it's, in the summer. The, 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 the river isn't that big. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty sea, not with rivers. Yeah. I'm not sure. No, but also you can like wake up in the morning and go for a run along the river. That's so much nicer than going, you know, for me in the woods, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think the river is a decent place to be stuck. And you have some yeah. basketball course near your house and everything. Yeah. 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 And, uh, um, the issue is the space with the apartment. Yeah. yeah. Same I feel like I'm in my room a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah. do much. Like, like I have a garden, so I'm always in there, like out there yeah. usually. Yeah, I have a balcony. I mean, I go there. But what I did, which um I found pretty effective for me, was that I separated my workspace and like living slash room space. So, um, like whenever I'm here, I'm trying to work and stuff. And if I'm not trying to work, then uh I'm sitting in my bed or on the couch or even like in another seat on this table because um because i'm trying to build that like kind of psychological mindset that's a really good idea i'm gonna think of that i might try it yeah by the way can i just say that axel just texted us and he said that he just woke up (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm talking about when you wake up that late you're so much less productive yeah he's already missed out Exactly. Now you have to like, like have lunch and breakfast together and stuff. Exactly. Uh, do you guys know this guy called Jocko Willink? 
No. No. Um, what is that? He's a he's like a retired Navy SEAL, and um, he's he has his own podcast, and he's been on the Joe Rogan podcast a couple of times. And um, so this guy, he's like, like it's crazy. If you guys look him up on Instagram right now, his Instagram is just filled with his watch showing like 4:30 because he wakes up 4:30 every day and he posts yeah, everything yeah. he does. And it's like good question. Um, for me, when I'm a fan, I am. Yeah, uh, if he's fooling all of us and just changing the time on his watch, <laughs> you never like, know. Uh, when I did that, um, well, we we had school while I was doing that. Like I, I think Omer did it too. How I still you do, it, do it, like, and wake up early. Do you still do that? It was, I mean, I was, I always do it while school's on, like, even when we had homeschool. Okay, that's a lie. When we had homeschool, I woke up late, but while we were going to school, in school for, like, since, like, January, I think I woke up at 5.30 every morning, because I can wake up, I can do some exercise, I get a lot of work done, and then once again, I start my day productive. So when I get to my first class, most people are, like, so tired getting up. I've already done so much work today, so I'm so much more productive in those first few lessons. Very good. I, I admire that. I wouldn't be able to do that. Then what time do you go to bed? Uh, ten, ten thirty, like one okay, solid. Oh, okay. For me, the um, the hardest part of that is literally just getting out of bed. Because, yeah. Um, like once once I get out of bed, I'm like, screw it, I'm already awake. I, I, let's just get through this. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's so easy to just hit like hit snooze and then dismiss the. Yeah. Alarm. The first few days are so hard, but after like a week or two weeks, I naturally was getting up two minutes before my alarm at like 5.28. And I just walked, I wanted to get up. I had no reason to keep sleeping. It gets easier. But yeah, the first two weeks are so bad. Yeah, I guess you got to establish your routine. And once you do that, it's no different than like waking up at like seven or whatever. Yeah. Isn't Mm -hmm. it also um, pretty demotivating? Like if you have this routine and then one day, like you... um, you fail to keep at it how do you deal with that i don't know if i go to sleep an hour later then i'll usually wake up at like 6 6 30 instead of 5 30 because i know if i like deprive myself of sleep i'm gonna be in a worse mood but mm-hmm. otherwise like i just try my best to wake up at that time i see there's also some um science stuff about having like a prop like steady circadian rhythms or something like that how yeah. um, your mood like your mood feel you sorry you feel better getting say a steady six and a half hours of sleep rather than eight hours of sleep then like six then nine mm-hmm. five i've read that a lot yeah i think i think that's true Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they tell you to like wake up the same hour on the weekends and everything like that to like establish your routine. That's quite hard to do. I don't do that. Don't you guys think it's um going going to our living abroad perspective? Um, do you guys think it's harder to deal with the situation because we don't speak German? Mm-hmm. I think okay. not speaking German. Yeah, like generally bothers me like on the day to day when I live here 
but now since I'm at home so much, but I don't care. I don't speak German. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's like, like I okay, don't um, <laughs> like I, I get kind of worried when I'm outside if like I'm doing something I'm not supposed to. How am I? Oh yeah, uh, that's true. Communicate. That's true. Um, I feel like that in general though. For example, there's there's these courts inside a school close to my house and we're not supposed to go inside so um and they have the sign but you do i don't think you should be saying this on this podcast <laughs> i know now that we're not supposed to go ah nice nice um <laughs> and um so when i went in the first time the the guy was talking to me and i was like uh uh, and he was like, he just kept talking and... Um, you pulled that card, huh? That's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. Um, so it, it mean, yeah. issue, especially if you don't actually speak any German or the language that you're in. Sam, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been going on for a while, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Is it time to say goodbye? I think so. Um, so let's let's wrap it up with this. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We are thank you very much. Sincerely, one of those guys for the lack of some members in the group. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, if you listened all the way, please comment. Uh, I don't know. Like, what subscribe, comment? follow, Instagram. <laughs> I don't think anyone commented last time, so no one's going to comment this time. Like, I hope you guys understand. No, wait. Com- comment, um, I don't know, potato on our most recent uh, Instagram post. Potato. See if you're a loyal follower. <laughs> Bit of a test. Yeah. Um, go check out the Instagram. And Add making sense Instagram. with the boys. Boys. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Um, It's been a pleasure. Ciao. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye.